quite loads of settings, so I hope Dane will be happy now. King Dane. King Dane. Oh, this doesn't sound right. Oh, that doesn't sound right. Get lost, Dane. Give us a break. We're sick of it. Do you know what I mean? What about, what about well done, guys? Sit away from your mic. Stop popping your peas. Listen, bitch. Yeah, six inches this, four inches, or maybe it should be five, somewhere in the middle. Get lost, Dane. We're sick of it. We just want to get on with the, with the good times, don't we? Here we go. Bush. You're right. Have you what, what's uh, what's in the background there? Have you got some kind of um, got all my sheets hanging around me in a kind of uh, soundproofing way, or are you just doing a load of laundry? Just doing loads of laundry. Are you really? I thought it was soundproofing, <laughs> yeah. but it's just laundry. No, it's just laundry um, because I've nowhere else to hang them. So I've I've put hooks all in this room, and I just hang them wherever they bloody well hang. And now it, I look kind of looks like I'm in a, a film set or something, doesn't it? It looks like you're uh, in confessional or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We were just saying this the other day. Um, when was the last time you went to confession? Do you know what? I was thinking about this a while ago, right? Can you imagine the difference in our confessions now than back in the day? Like, Oh, yeah. I was quite good as a kid. Well, I don't know if I was that good, but I was quite good as a kid. So, like, my confessions would have been like, you know, oh, I ate one too many sweets or like, you know, yada, yada, yada. I talked about a girl when I shouldn't have. Jesus, like, if I went in now, it would just be, I'd blow the confessional away. I said confessional, okay? It was weird, though, wasn't it, going into that little room... With that kind of like net, it was like a weird like gauze thing between you and the priest. And then the mm. red light used to be on, it used to freak me out as well a little bit. Weird, isn't it? And like, well, it's just weird going into a closed place with an old man, you know, with an old celibate man. Yes. When you look at it, yes, that's pretty weird, isn't it? We're not here to talk about confessionals. We're here to, uh, to celebrate all the small things in life and organise them by the power of the alphabet, even though we're not going in any particular order, because we're guided by the, the hand of fate, of chance. Uh, welcome to another episode of the A to Z of everything, uh, with me, Andy Bush, and her, Louise Maloney. Apologies if you may have heard us moaning about producer Dane just at the start there, but uh, in one big family here, we, we, sh- we sh- hold no secrets from each other, do we? No. I mean, I, I'm going to give him a clip around the ear the next time I see him. I still can't stop thinking about his uh, chafing inner thighs. I think about it almost on a daily basis. Even if I don't, want, I don't want it to pop into my head. It's just always there. So that's funny. So you think about his chafing thighs. I think about the dead dog that was in Blackpool Beach that he told us about a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, that was grim as well, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Maybe we'll have to get him on again in a, in a couple of weeks just to get a bit of a, a Dane update. I would love that. He doesn't bring very much cheer, I would say, but he definitely brings some texture to the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's very grounding to have Dane on, isn't it? It's very, very grounding. Yeah. Um, any other th- any stuff going on in the world of uh, Louise Maloney at the moment that we need to know? Bush, I'm loving this temperature. I'm bloody loving this temperature. So from one Sunday to the next, it went from 23 degrees to 13. I'm okay yep. with that. We didn't get any sort of like lead into autumn. We just got told, here's a slap across the face. Have a bit of autumn. Now, I was, I was going to say, at any point, this podcast could pause because our Asda delivery is going to arrive and it's just here. So... What we're going to do, we're going to pause. Go, 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 Bush. And I'll be right back. One second. Question is, is he going to have to put away all the freezer stuff before he comes back? Sorry about that. I used that as an opportunity to go and have a wee. No, no, it's fine. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, uh, at least it's out of the way now anyway. But, uh, now, Bush, did you, um, I, what I said to the listeners while you were gone is, did you have to put your freezer stuff away? I did, yeah. Okay, good man. You did that pretty quick. Well done. I, I have left Katie doing the last bit, actually, to be honest with you. So last I felt under pressure. The freezer stuff or the, the regular stuff? I, I was in charge of the, the, entire, um, the entire tray. I was in charge of the entire freezer tray that I undoubtedly have put in the wrong compartments. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're in the freezer nonetheless, you know what I mean? Fair play to you. Fair play to you. That's called multitasking. The bit I, the bit I can't stand. 
with, uh, sorry to completely divert this podcast today, but um, I can't stand the um, small talk with, with the with guy. The Katie loves a chat. She knows all the local delivery drivers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but for me, I find it quite difficult to, you know, the way you have to like break up the conversation because you'll, you'll come up to the delivery guy and go, oh yeah, cool. So <clears throat> suddenly gone really cold, isn't it? And then you've got to walk away for a bit. And yeah. then you come back again and you finish off another bit of the conversation and you walk yeah. away for a bit. I find that quite stressful. So do you know what I do to get around that? Um, because Tom loves a chat as well. Loves a chat. I have no time for it. Yeah. So I just get I just get all the stuff and just drag it into the hallway behind the door and then I just slam the door really quickly. I'm polite, I'm polite, but I'm like, I, there's no, there's no like, I'm just going to pop into the kitchen and then I come back. No, there's none of that. I'm getting worse though. I'll, I'll avoid, I will, if I see someone that I know, particularly in a public, public transport situation, like the train going in or back from work, I'll hide from them. I've hidden from people that I know rather than have to, my worst nightmare is being trapped on the tube or on like a 50 minute journey in and out of London from here and, and see and having to sit next to somebody that I know. Isn't that terrible? It's not because even like we are good at chatting, Bush. But even I wouldn't want to be on a tube with you. Hey, well, why not? Because we'd have to chat all the way, and it would just—I think it's a tiredness thing. I think we 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 have such busy lives that when we're traveling or doing something like that, it's got to be a sort of restful time. I feel that we know each other well enough now, uh, Louise, that we could sit in a fairly um, um, non-awkward silence together. Do you we know what I mean? could. We could if it was set up. If I was like, "Look, Bush, okay, this is a forty-five-minute tube journey." I've had enough of your rattle all the way along. I just need you to just shh for 45. I think that'd be fine. But if we randomly stopped talking to each other, I would be genuinely worried about us. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, at least I like the, I like the fact you have to like announce that. that yeah. you, you've made that rule out loud. So that's yeah. the thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can just go on my phone and be happy out. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, like, I like people like that though. I like people who are quite... I remember uh, our mutual friend Brian uh, bumped into uh, Jeff Lloyd who used to do the uh, the Home Time <laughs> show on Absolute yeah. Radio. And um, uh, they, I think they're both similar in that they didn't want to sit and chat for ages all the way back to North London from central London. So Jeff just said, look, I'm, I'm just going to go over there. And he just got up and walked and sat at the other end of the tube uh, carriage. Respect. And I think even though on, on some fronts you would take that as being quite rude, I think he appreciate, Brian appreciated that because Brian was kind of feeling the same thing. But also Brian is incredibly annoying. So like I can yeah, imagine Jeff yeah. just being like, oh, I'm not dealing with this shit all the way home. Uh, Brian, if you are listening to this, do uh, do have your right to apply and get back in touch. Uh, should we get on with this week's episode then? We, yeah, this is uh, where We are on uh, Stuff Beginning With N, right? This is the A to Z of everything Stuff Beginning With N. <laughs> I have a fear, Bush, that like, you know the way we don't really concentrate that much and we have terrible short-term memories? Yeah. I do worry that like we'll both come with different letters because one of us will have made a mistake and then we'll have like, <laughs> the one of us will have nothing to say for the whole episode. So when you said, just before you said N, I had a little bit of flutter in my heart. I was like, oh God, is he going to say N? And then you did, I can, I can relax. Well, what's the, the problem is, is obviously, like I said before, we are being guided by the bag of destiny on this and it's, yeah. it's thrown us two Ds in the first six or seven episodes. So... And anything goes. So I am, I am a little bit worried that we're going to, you know, it can get confusing, but we just kind of go, got to go with it. And I also think that I, we need to tell the listeners that you and I do not get together before this episode and talk about anything. So it's no, not like it's we, not planned. we it's not like we have a pre-production meeting. It's not like we even text each other and say, what are you doing? I'm doing this. We literally turn on the computer and start talking and that is it. It is. And do you know what? Do you know what else is quite interesting? The notes that I made about this of all completely deleted from my phone. Shut up, Bush. No, so this is... Uh, you thought what you were saying before was seat of pants, 
This is seat of pants okay, right now. Okay, crap, I feel like I manifested that for you, sorry. It's all right, well, I've got the letter N as the header, but uh, all my notes that I made underneath it on the school run this morning have all deleted, which is fantastic. So thanks for that, life. Well, let me start with one that I do remember, right? Grand. Because it's still at the top of my head. And it, it kind of links into what you were just saying a minute ago about the weather. Uh, N is for November. I'm going to say November is that month of the year where I feel like my outfits and what I wear is most on point. Would you agree with that, Louise? Not about me, but about yourself? Well, I'm not going to agree with it about you because I have, so. yeah, I have seen you in a grey gilet, which is um, questionable. Very questionable. I've been thinking about getting a gilet again, actually, since you brought up gilet. Where'd you get your gilet? Do you get the Uniglo one like everyone else does? Where did I get it? I can't remember. My, my gilet that you're referring to yeah. um, was had like cam- silver. Silver with camouflage effect within it. Jesus. And you and uh, Melanie Gedroich uh, made me take it to the local charity shop. Oh my God, is that why you took it to the local charity shop? Because we slagged you so much. Yeah, there's someone in Highgate who's absolutely caught themselves a bargain by getting my silver camo effect gilet from one of the uh, Sioux riders down there. Okay, but like silver camo gilet, come on, Bush. I think if you got like a really nice plain black one, I could stomach it. But anything else I just, I can't get on board with. I think, I think, yeah, I think you're either a summer, we talked about this actually during the summer, like what's your summer outfit and what's mine? Mine was bicycling shorts and like a vintage t-shirt, which yes. I just wore f- for like four or five months. Not the same ones, different ones. And um, with winter, you know I love a knit. I bloody love a knit. She bloody loves a knit, does Louise. I love a knit. And so I'll, I'll do probably, you know, um, warmer leggings and a big kind of sloppy woolen jumper. S- love that. Sloppy woolen jumper. Is there a month of the year where you feel like your your outfit is most on point? I think you're getting a bit close to winter with November, I have to say. I think you've really cut it close there. I would say more so, I love May, because we've got, nah. a bit of a, we got a bit of heat in, heat in the air. Nah. Um, April and May. But November, it can piss rain for the entire month. You're mad, Bush. I know, but I, I hate hot weather. I don't, I don't make any sense. I'm out of context in hot weather. Yeah. I look like um, someone who's part of like the Raj during the 1800s, sweating in, in khaki shorts and a pith helmet. It just doesn't work. Whereas the colder months... And one other thing, and I think I have mentioned this on this podcast before, I don't recognise other um, seasons other than winter and summer. Okay. Um, I don't know whether I've got some kind of like issue with this. I don't know whether this is a condition, but you know, like there's autumn, and what's the other one? Spring. I don't know where they are, like where, where they are in the grand scheme of things. So... Um, weirdly enough, Thea, my, my middle daughter, my five-year-old, asked me the other morning on the school run, Daddy, um, what, what's autumn? When does it start? And I was like, I'm really sorry, darling. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I re- genuinely don't. I'm not just saying that. I haven't got a clue. And that's the kind of stuff she's like learning about right now. And she goes home and you're like, sorry, no idea. I haven't got a clue. This is it. So, um, yeah, for me, this is why I end for November. I just feel like I'm on point. If you, you're listening to this now and you've got a particular month where you know that your outfits, your wardrobe is bang on, do get in touch. What's the Instagram, Louise? A to Z of everything podcast on Insta. Uh, just drop us a little message. There you go. This is your first one. N. Thanks, Bush. Um, so I, it's a toss up between which one I'm going to mention first. Um, I'll, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to bring um, something that means something completely different to what I thought it meant. Up in this podcast, okay? Okay. And that okay. is um, the nightcap. And basically, having a nightcap, okay? Is this I, contraception? No, no. No, okay, it's wrong. But I, I can understand why you would think that. I think that's a way better name for it. Dutch cap. I thought, <laughs> I thought it meant sex. I thought, are you coming up for a nightcap meant, are you going to come up and have sex with me? 
Because oh. in every film and every sitcom and every television program, they'd always say, time for a nightcap. And they'd say, oh, no, sorry, I've got an early morning or I've got an early start. I better go home. So I just assumed that was sex, you know, as you would. As you would. As you would, because think about it, why, you know. And then I found out like much, much later, so not that long ago, that a nightcap actually means a drink, a final drink of the night. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it doesn't actually mean sex. Well, my, my nan, who lived on her own for quite a while because my granddad sadly passed away about, you know, t- 10 years or so before Aww. she died, she used to stay downstairs and have a nightcap most evenings when we used to go to bed. So I don't know what was going on down there, if your theory was correct. Yeah, ladies. I was going to say, don't don't give us that image, Bush, please. Don't don't, 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 don't get that in your head. Yeah. Um, but but you it's know a snifter, I mean? isn't it? But I think people do use it, maybe, though. I think there is a, a grain of truth in there that people use it uh, in the world of TV and film for like, do you want to come upstairs for uh, one more drink and then maybe a bit of... Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, so yeah, so that was something I discovered late in life. I actually think it's it's obviously much more innocent than I thought because you can always have a nightcap and just go home. I don't know why there was this whole thing of, no, I've got an early start, I better not. Because I think people were alluding to the fact that they didn't want to have sex with you if they didn't want to have a nightcap with you. <laughs> so you must have had uh, a, quite a lot of quite confusing situations where people were probably quite innocently inviting you uh, back for one more drink, things, you know, the, the last orders, do you want to come back for a nightcap? And you were thinking that they were just trying to, like, jump your bones. Friends, family. It would get embarrassing at certain stages. I'd just be like, oh, my God, my, you know, cousin just asked me for a nightcap. What the F is going on here? Wow, that is not unbelievable. Isn't mm-hmm. that unbelievable? Now, what, I feel like you need to write letters and apologise because you might have frozen out a lot of people because <laughs> yeah. you thought they were lo- trying I've to get I've lost a on lot of people in my life, Bush. I've lost a lot of people. So I think <laughs> N definitely has to be for a nightcap. Right, I'm going to chuck another N in here. N is for Nosferatu. Do you know what Nosferatu is, Louise? No. Sorry, we're chatting on video chat. That's a massive, that's a massive mug you're drinking out you're of. You're always saying that. It's not that big. Isn't that a big mug? That's like Sports Direct Plus. And I'll drink it all. It's the size of your head. Look at my tiny little cup. Oh, that's pathetic. But that's probably for espresso or something, is it? No, it's just quite. It's just a normal, normal person's cup, I would say. You've got. What are you drinking out of it, though? Coffee. Yeah. See, what are you, you drinking can't out of have... yours? tea you couldn't have this much coffee because you'd just be climbing the walls yeah be off your tits yeah what yes that's big i reckon i could get uh it, it, it would house my fist really okay well like i think we need to try that out at some point and uh then you know have a nightcap do you know what nosferatu is louise not a clue uh it was early dracula okay but you talked about dracula last week Bush. that's why it's in my head right so you know last <laughs> week i was saying i'm i'm genuinely not scared of dracula he's mm. an absolute joker when it comes mm. to the world of horror um, Nosferatu is the I don't I haven't got the full details here but um, it was like before Dracula was kind of suave like kind of James Bond in a cape with the weird teeth uh, there was, it was like a bald headed weirdo with really long fingernails called Nosferatu that was like uh, pre-Dracula Right. And he uh, had really long teeth didn't really say anything it was just a bit like ugh, ugh, walking slowly after people going ugh. and he's just ridiculous as well and um, I, I, I just wanted to add that in this week in addition to uh, the last episode, to just further emphasise my uh, white paper that I'm going to be releasing uh, on my website fairly soon for people to read. I think it's two or 3,000 pages about why uh, Dracula should be struck off from the uh, Hammer Horror world. Remember, where did you see this guy for the first time? Because like, I remember last week, obviously Dracula is in like, um, films and stuff like that, but you pointed out that he actually first came about in literature, which is true. I never even thought about it like that. Where did, this first, where did you hear this first dude? Well, this first dude is in, in some of the black and white movies, right? Oh, yeah. From, uh, 
from like the early. I'll show you a picture of him. Yeah, show me. He does look scarier than than I'm kind of. Here he goes. There he goes. Look at him. Oh yeah, he is quite. I think he's scarier than Dracula. Do you know that? You reckon? Imagine him chomping down on you. Well, there you go. Maybe uh, offer you upstairs for a nightcap. Uh, uh, N is for Nosferatu and if you do have any view on uh, Dracula do get in touch because it has become quite a big part of this podcast now N is also for okay Bush have you ever seen a naked mole rat? <laughs> uh, no I've I've never seen a, a naked mole rat okay I, I, we need to put Where's naked mole rats we just need to put them in because A I want this you to this is a euphemism it. I'm no, leaving the podcast no it's not I want you to have a little google of the naked mole rat okay right. and as I do that I'm going to explain to you why they need to go in the list because sometimes I just send my partner pictures of a naked mole oh rat oh my god that's so <laughs> gross does that not, it doesn't get any hair at any point. Does it stay like that, does it? It just has a few stray hairs, like long hairs. It's the closest thing to a scrotch that you've ever seen, Bush, isn't it? It looks like an old man's ball bag. Yeah, but it's alive, okay? It moves and it has teeth. Oh, my. Someone's done some taxidermy of it standing up. <laughs> well, horrible. Do, do people have this as, like, um, pets and stuff, do you think? or? or... I, I, I don't know. I don't think you could happily have that in your house. Although, if you do have a naked mole rat as a pet, please get in touch immediately. Come on the podcast and tell us about it. If you haven't seen a naked mole rat, when it is safe to do so, please have a little Google. Sometimes, just for the laugh, I'll just I'll just screenshot them and send them to Tom just in the middle of the day. What are you saying though? What that with Tom? Why Why are you sending them to Tom? Because they're just so disgusting. What are you insinuating? I'm actually not insinuating anything. He is a very beautiful man. But the naked Morat is just so shocking to look at that, like, I just picture a picture him going about his day and then going, oh, here's a text from Louise. And it's just like this disgusting naked Morat in his phone. And I'm hoping somebody looks over his shoulder and sees what he's looking at. I feel bad, though, because, like, um, I remember reading uh, Charles Darwin's uh, Origin of Species book at university. And, you know, and obviously the whole basis of it is like just chance how certain things, an accident can make a species move in a certain way and then that changes their look and then they survive or die out based on just kind of random factors really. If you're a mole rat, right, naked mole rat, not only do you look ridiculous because you look like an old fella's, an old fella's like scrotum, but mm. you've, on top of that you've got them teeth at the front as well. You I think, know. you know, the skin's bad enough but turn it in with the buck teeth. Is it... <laughs> Is it the worst looking thing you've ever seen? Because it is for me. I'm just always like repulsed when I see it. I think it might be. I'm a really big disliker though of those um, people who've got really big dogs as well though. You know when people have like a a dog that looks like someone out of Lord of the Rings on a Mm. chain. Mm. You're a bit scared of dogs, aren't you? I am. I I genuinely really am. And now that we've got like three kids, I'm even more scared of like little innocent kids wobbling over to pat one and it's like chomping at them as well. I get that. Pretty ugly. So would you rather have in your house a big dog or a naked mole rat running around? I think I'd have to go naked mole rat, even though I'd constantly like to get up and go and clean my teeth in the morning and forget it's there and go, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, Jesus. But um, if you, yeah, I don't know, maybe it is a pet. Maybe people have them as pets. Although, or they're the, the middle ground though, aren't they, between like two awful species. Moles, pretty awful. Nasty bastards, I think, by, by all accounts. A lot of back heel kicking. Mm whilst their teeth are sunk into you. And then rats are also pretty awful as well, aren't they? I don't like like rats, Bush. 
No, they were, who does like a rat? I think some people don't really mind them that much, but like when you think about New York City and they're literally running amok over there, like I just can't deal. And they're massive as well. Like it's not like little, you know, school rats. These are like three foot long. My, Mofos. My least favourite thing about a rat is like its thick tail near its body, the thick part of its uh, tail. Uh, I know, it's just so disgusting, isn't it? Good God. Have you, are we, I don't know if we've talked about this before, have you heard of the king rat? Oh my God, it rings a bell, tell me. Oh no, uh, I Brian, think, yeah, yeah, you talked about this on your board game podcast with me and I don't think I believe it, but go on, tell me again. It, it's If true, it's disgusting. A king rat or rat king is when... Um, a load of rats become entangled by their tails and then move around as one entity. Is that not the worst thing you've ever heard of in your entire life? I apologise if you're listening to this podcast whilst having breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. But that how if don't Google it. Whatever you do, Google the, the mole rat, naked mole rat. Fine, but do not Google king rat because it's grim. That can't be a thing, Bush. Is it? Because that's just something that came from hell. Yeah, it does sound like something from hell, but I think it's true. Good lord. Okay, fine. Dirty beggars. Uh, N is for naked mole rat. N is also for an, a girl's item mm-hmm. that I've always been slightly interested in, and that's a nighty. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you have a nighty? A nighty still a thing? I mean, I remember a lot of nineties action. When I was, you know, when I was a kid in the seventies and eighties, mm. uh, but I don't know if they're a thing anymore now, Louise. Could you please report on the 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 latest from the nighties situation? I don't speak for all women. Just that's my disclaimer. Nighties um, right. were a lot more of a thing when I was a kid. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think it depends what kind of style you're into. I'm not that feminine, Bush, as you know. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not that feminine or girly, so I'm not really into a nighty. Um, it's funny, nighty, because I think that comes from nightdress down to nighty, which is quite a cute way of, which is quite a cute word for it. Um, I am not into nighty. I'm into like I wear a big t-shirt, that kind of thing. Um, but you are into your uh, bedtime routines yeah. of brushing your hair a hundred times and then kind of like <laughs> putting loads of pillows on yourself to. Do you know to lie in that bed. I don't own? And ha- oh, this is going to be so controversial. I don't own a hairbrush, Bush. Really? I don't brush my hair ever. <laughs> I don't ever... You must, you must brush your hair a bit, surely. So, I mean, there's one... I've got three girls, oh. okay, so you have to brush their hair, otherwise it goes tatty. I know, but that's when they're kids. Like, I, um, Tom has a brush and I use it once a week in the shower when I'm washing my hair and then I just leave it for the rest of the time. Wow. I mean, I, I don't brush... Does, does Tom brush his hair? Well, there's just a, a... You know the way there's a family hairbrush in the house? You know that kind of way? Well, is, he, is it like on those... Ones with spikes around the outside of it. It looks like a, a mace from medieval times. <laughs> one of them? No. I, I don't, I mean, I don't brush my hair either. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't have a comb. Does Katie brush her hair? Yeah, Katie brushes her hair, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I, I think it's rare that I don't brush my hair, but um, I just feel like I'm just not arsed. I just couldn't be arsed brushing my hair every day. And also it's kind of painful, so I'd rather just leave it. Weirdly enough, I'm, I'm, we're doing the show, I'm recording this with you now in our wardrobe. Mm. Uh, and one of Katie's items in here along those lines that I'm obsessed with is dry shampoo. How's that even work? It's the best product on the market. I am obsessed. What is it? How does it even work? It literally like is sort of, sort of powdery and it goes into your hair and soaks up all the like moisture and so it makes your hair look dry and clean again. It's uh, bush. It's incredible. Absolutely love it. Should I put it on some now? I'll put on yeah. some on now. Yeah, do, do, that do. Me? Lovely. Now kind of ruffle it through. Ruffle it through. Oh, it's got a lovely smell, I isn't know. it? It smells like... um. Smells like receptionists. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Look, it's making my hair. Look how poofy cool, your hair looks now. It really is quite poofy. Yeah. Love that for you, Bush. Wow. Love that for you. I'm getting some of that. 
Uh, so yeah, um, if you wear a nighty, you listen to this show and you wear a nighty, and they're still a thing, please do drop us a message and clarify. <laughs> N is also for narrow boats. Now, Bush, the reason I'm putting narrow boats in is because I have taken two lovers on a narrow boat. <laughs> Sorry, I've taken two lovers who live on a narrow boat. Not the same boat or the same time. Um, but they're obviously we live in London. Rents are very high. So lots of people in London live on narrow boats. So can you just go, just got to reverse uh, back to that, what you just said then. So you've, you've had two lovers on narrow boats. Yeah. What are the odds on that? I mean, I, I've never met anyone who lives on a narrowboat, but you've been in two different relationships with two different narrowboats. No, 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 owners. not relationships. I haven't been in relationships with them. I've just taken a lover who lives on a narrowboat. So not necessarily going out with them, but just, you know, having a rendezvous. Oh, so what you're saying is you've had sex with two people who own two different narrowboats. Yeah, yeah, but like not, not just once. Like, you know, there was numerous times that it happened. Well, intermittently? Yeah. And the reason I'm I'm bringing it up... Imagine getting a booty call for a, on a narrowboat. It's not bad, actually. But you have to row out. You don't have to row out. No, 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 they're docked. ruins the, mo- the moment, yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, But the thing is... <laughs> row out to the narrowboat. Um, but the thing is, not as romantic as you would think, Bush. Not as romantic as you would think. In what way? <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, the bathrooms are gross on them. You have to, you have to pump... Because my, my dad had a boat when I was a kid. Mm. And to, to to get rid of like a wee or whatever, mm. or worse, mm-hmm. you had to um, almost like as if like you're playing a one-armed bandit, pump yeah. it out. Yeah, I wouldn't have so, had to do that. But um, certainly, well, first of all, in the winter, it's absolutely freezing. Like the floor of it is so cold, okay? <laughs> second, of, second of all, because it's beside that cold water. Second of all, like it's it's kind of, it's just not that clean. You know, they, they can be clean, but there's such small spaces, it's hard to keep them like really, really clean. And thirdly, you can't just go and hop in a nice warm shower afterwards and like clean up after yourself. You know, you have to just... What were you doing? Do like a festival wash. You know, festival wash, oh, right. like a flannel. Wet wipes and stuff. Wet wipes or a wet uh, kind of moist flannel. And it's just... So would your, would your lover have to cycle um, to get the generator going or something like that? <laughs> so if you wanted to have a post-coital wash down... <laughs> No, it's not quite as like immediate as that, but it's just, and then you wake up in the morning and there's just like moisture sliding down the window. It's just, it's just not that good, Bush. You think <laughs> having a lover on a narrow boat with a nice open fire would sound incredibly romantic. It's just yeah. not, it's just not all as cracked up to be. I just want to say that. It's like a Bing Crosby song that never got released. It really is, isn't it? But like the, the other thing as well is, you know, like say you start a relationship with someone who lives on a narrow boat. Mm. Imagine next time you go around a call for them, mm. if you wanted to continue the relationship, they might have just like um, pulled anchor and gone. Yeah, well, handy for them. The other thing is, is they always want to use your washing machine in your flat bush. So they bring over oh, all their laundry terrible. because they're like, well, I can't really use the washing machine on the boat. It's not really very good. Or It's like an ulterior motive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I just, I, I really thought like, oh, I'll move to London, see a guy in a boat, we'll have our coffee out on a Sunday morning in the sunshine. No. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not that clean and it's not that easy to clean yourself. Well, if you want to, yeah, please take that warning from this episode. You know, just 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 think it through or chat to friends if you are thinking of getting into a relationship with someone who owns a narrowboat. The other bit about narrowboats I don't like, even though I think, oh, that'd be quite cool, is like if you if you moor up or whatever well, the word is in the city somewhere, you can just have like loads of drunk people climbing on top of your boat when you're yeah. asleep. Yeah, who, who needs that? Or even just like walking by and being all shouty and stuff, do you know? And, you know, sometimes because it's so busy in London, they have to do like two or three across, you know, they'll have to moor, not beside the concrete, but beside another boat. And the person oh, who right. needs to get to their boat needs to step onto your boat 
to get to their bush. Not having that. I'd hate, that would freak me out, bush. What would you call yours though? I kind of like the names that people give their boats. Like, uh, I remember there was a boat in, in Brixham when my dad had his boat down in Devon called uh, Scattered Magic. <laughs> Scattered Magic. Or, they, or they'll combine two people's names like uh, Julia and Dave and it would called Jadui. Or something like that. There's actually loads of boats in Hackney called Louise, so I think I'd probably just stick to, I always take photos Perfect. of them. Perfect. Lomo, that'd be good. Lomo. Lomo, that'd be a great name for a boat. <laughs> Hop on board Lomo. Sorry, oh, wrong yeah, connotation. Oh, yeah, okay, careful there. You know what I mean? It's a nautical term, yeah, yeah. nautical yeah, term. Yeah. Well, if I had a narrowboat as well, what I'd love to do is say I've, I'm sick of the narrowboat, absolutely ha- had enough of it. I'd love to just like drive it out, if that's the correct phrase, out the mouth of the river mm. and just see how far you could get at sea. Like an ironclad from the uh, American Civil War. Do you know what I mean? I think you go pretty far. Like I remember we did, a couple of friends of mine did that years ago when we were on the River Shannon in Ireland and we went out in this little sort of dinghy, um, dinghy boat called the Rib and like we did that and we got, like, I think, you know, there was some sort of rescue mission by the end of it. We just couldn't get back in. Never play Scary. with the sea bush. Never. She's too never powerful. Play with the sea. Think before you get into a relationship with somebody who owns a narrow boat, never play with the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then w- one other thing as well is whenever that stuff's happening, you know, when you feel like you might be in danger, when when good times suddenly, unexpectedly turn a bit bad, I can always hear the opening notes of um, Michael Burke's 999 mm. TV show. What's the song again? So yeah, just a little word of warning. I do have a couple more to throw in if you want me to... Uh... Do it. Fill your gap, Bush. Thank you. Uh, one that needs to go in for me, this is another one for me, and that is something that I, I get every year thinking it's going to sort my life out completely and then I never use it, so I have a few of them hanging around. And that is uh-huh. the glorified notebook. So I'll buy like oh. a beautiful one in January. Moleskin. Yeah, moleskin. Speaking of the mole are again. You, uh, are you lines, blank page lines. or I'm too, I'm too messy for a blank page. I'm too messy. I can do the little squares as well. You know, the nearly like the mathematical one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite into that. But I literally go every year, right, I'm going to start a notebook. I'm going to write my bits in it every week. I'm going to have my calendar. I'm going to have my alerts, yada, yada, yada. It never gets open. And then I have these stunning, stunning notebooks lying around and nothing's happening with them. I bought I bought a, uh, a thing recently, which was like a, a, a week, a calendar, like a, a the week that you write your stuff in and you carry it around with you. Mm-hmm. I did it for two weeks and then just... It's, just in a pile with all our other... Sad, isn't it? ...started, not finished projects. Do you know what I mean? I also have a couple of things from our listeners, our esteemed listeners. Go on then. Um, from listener Melissa, she wants to throw in nerds. She loved nerds back in the day, you know, the candy sweets. I know, I'm not aware of those. Oh yeah, I am. She said that she thought you would be more in the know, but actually, Melissa, I know nerds. They're sweets, they're like green and pink, really, really delicious, um, and they came in a cool little box. Um, the inappropriate thoughts. I am just a nerd. I think that's what it is. I am a nerd. Yeah, so you made I'm that not, mistake. I don't know the sweets, but I am. Them, it. It, yeah. Uh, the inappropriate thoughts store says the newspaper, and that's really true. Like, you know, I used to come down, and my dad would be reading a broadsheet, you know, or we'd go away to a hotel yeah. for a holiday, and he'd be reading the paper in the morning with a coffee. And there's something so homely and lovely about that. That's gone. You're a dad. You don't do that. You're probably on your phone, Bush. Are you? Well, I just don't read. I don't read. You've got no time for reading at all. There's no, imagine that now, just sitting there with a broadsheet, with a pipe, whilst the kids do their own thing. Not in a million years. You're like, Dad, can you do this? Dad, can you do that? Um, this morning, Dad, I've got a bit of poo in my knickers. That's, that's how this morning started. <laughs> Are you serious? I told Bush? Katie, just deal with it herself. Only joking. No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, Thea had like a, didn't wipe her bum properly. I don't want to overshare on this, uh, this podcast, but, uh, but that's, there's no time for reading broadsheets. I'm not reading the Financial Times amongst that yeah. kind of chaos. So, yeah. 
even even you know uh, a newspaper with broadsheet would be great. Just even reading would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a bit of reading would be lovely, Bush. But there's something about a rainy Sunday morning, being in bed with a coffee and a newspaper that feels and seems so romantic. And I think those days are gone, and I'm sad about it. I'm slightly obsessed with your relationship with relaxation and bed. <laughs> in the, um, have you ever seen? Uh, the movie Darkest Hour about um, the the events around the Dunkirk evacuation <laughs> in the Second World War. No, no. Uh, you remind me of what Churchill, Winston Churchill, is is portrayed as in that he spent a lot of time working from bed. So he would sit in bed in pajamas, smoking pipes, and typing or dictating letters, and he would do the same in the bath as I was well. Say. I kind of imagine you in that kind of vibe, uh, Louise. To be honest with if you, if I didn't have to leave the house to go to work and stuff, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I can imagine you like a hoard, some kind, not not a hoarder, but someone who maybe yeah hasn't left the house. I can see the the little ticker bit at the bottom of um, uh, maybe on Oprah Winfrey. Uh, I haven't left the house in four years, or something like some kind of shock statement like that. I would love it. I would. I would absolutely love just to never leave the house. I just think it's all my stuff's here, Bush, and like there's no people here, and everything gets delivered. Yeah, you just get you just get your Deliveroo, and uh, you're away. Absolutely love it. Get your McDonald's burger delivered, and you're fine. Oh, love it. And finally, from Matt Bell, he says Noddy Holder and the one from Toyland, and he also says Noodles. I have to agree with Noodles. Noodles, one of my favourite food in the world. Oh, what's your favourite noodle type? Well, I love, you see, I love a ramen. I love going out to have a ramen or getting a ramen delivered. And I just feel like it's just such a comfort food, but like also not that bad a food. Yeah. So I just love a, a, a chilli chicken ramen or something. Oh, I'm starving even thinking about it. What's the massive fat noodles that look like uh, shoelaces? Is it udon? Udon noodles, yeah. They freak me out a bit. They're yeah. like... Um, Worms. Yeah, yeah. Just try not to think about that. Try not to think about that if you're having um, udon at any point. Just don't think about worms. Put worms out of your mind. Yeah, please do. Let's go to the bag of destiny. Uh, Louise has run out of suggestions. Mine have all deleted off my phone, but I feel like we've given you our uh, a good good value in this podcast uh, with a, quite a few uh, very worthy tangents, particularly about um, living on narrow boats. So um, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and we've lived up to expectations. Delving into the bag as we do, let's have a little look. Oh, interesting. The next episode, according let to the guess, Bag of Destiny... Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Go on then. S. It's R. R, I was close. R. R. So um, loads, loads of little stones with letters drawn on them. R, stuff beginning with R, is the next episode. So if you've got anything that you think needs consideration or needs to be on our list, get in touch with us now. How do they get in touch, Louise? A to Z of Everything podcast on the Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the A to Z of Everything it's a Curious Mole production produced by the inner thigh chafing Dane Smith and the music is by Revolution Void. We will see you next week with things beginning with R. Take care, Toodlepip. Bye, Bush. Bye, Bush.